Hey everybody, Mitch Newman here. I want to welcome you to Magical Moments with Mitch, where my intention, as always, is to add a little bit more magic into clearly what is your already magical lives. And that is a cornerstone and a foundational belief of mine, that magic exists and is waiting to be nurtured, waiting to be properly cultivated inside each of us. And it ultimately is our responsibility to first and foremost understand that and then to execute, to bring forward that magic so that everyone else around you, everyone else around us can also benefit from it and be able to tap into those magical parts of themselves that perhaps they have been in denial about. So today I want to talk about uh, leadership and particularly uh, what I call the REV principle, like how do we REV into leadership and REV, R-E-V, clearly stands for something. <laughs> we'll talk about that. There's a lot of things, you know, if you ask a lot of people, different people about what, what are the qualities of leadership, you'll get a lot of different answers from people. And they'll say, yeah, a leader has to be decisive. Well, for sure, a leader has to be able to be decisive, be able to pull the trigger be able to make a decision and go for it. And there'll be tons of other things that people will will hold on to in terms of what they feel a quality, a certain, you know, courage. A leader needs courage, a leader needs inner strength. And all of those things are are important along with a lot of other things I think that are important. But what are really what are the foundational elements that allow us to get to a point where that that leader steps forward from a place of courage but is taking courageous action on behalf of the masses? What is that point where uh, a leader steps forward and is decisive in, in his decisions or her decisions, their decisions are well thought out? There's a level of a deeper level of consideration in the process, not just to be able to make a decision and pull the trigger, but to have that kind of inner resolve and that inner awareness of, of what it is that the people ultimately need, and sometimes in a favorable position and sometimes in an unpopular position, but to do so with, with, with heart, which is such an equal, equally important part of, uh, of courage, having a courageous heart. So I've kind of broken it down into uh, three things that I feel when I, over the last really 10 years of my life, look to and model leadership of what it is that I see that people appreciate, what it is that excites people, what is it that um, is what I would consider to be a, a level of higher consciousness leadership, because that's what I've been striving for. So I studied lots of people who were leading whether they're leading countries, whether they're leading cities, whether they're leading from stage. And I study not only what they say, the text of what they say, but I also pay attention to the subtext. What do they really mean by what they say? I watch how they answer questions or not avoid the questions, uh, sidestep the questions, um, concerned about how to effectively answer or, or more concerned about whether or not they're going to be misunderstood or how to avoid something that would then appear to be unfavorable about them in the press. So I've watched it. I've watched it from stage. 
sharing the stage with other people. I've watched it from sitting in an audience. I've watched it from sitting in front of a TV uh, and observing. I've watched it uh, in watching TED Talks, other different uh, mediums where I had the chance to experience what it is that excited other people and to see if, if my excitement level was equally attuned in that process uh, of listening to some of these folks. And sometimes um, what I heard were people just talking. And sometimes what I heard uh, were people who were delivering a message without, you know, any heart, without that courageous heart. And it would ultimately bounce off of me. I, I, I couldn't receive it in my body. I would just, it would just bounce off me. It would just fall on deaf ears. And there were situations where I, I would literally walk out of a room because energetically it wasn't in alignment. Um, <clears throat> and it wasn't really felt, from my perspective, wasn't didn't feel like I was experiencing anything that was enriching in my life or challenging me, which is also okay. A leader challenging me or somebody who's leading me to challenge me to do something perhaps that I'm uncomfortable about. But I, what was missing for me was something within the person, something that just wasn't resonating with me. And so I started to look for the, guide, the through lines, the guidelines that, that, that I didn't know exactly what I was looking for, but I was looking for, um, I had an idea of some of the guidelines that I was looking for, but I also wanted to be open. I wanted to be open to the magic. I wanted to be open to being surprised. I wanted to be open to being challenged at what I thought maybe was important in a leader uh, maybe there are other things. And in many situations, uh, I was. But I looked at the through line of all the people that I would sit and listen to, all the people that I would share the stage with, of all the people that I would watch on a TED Talk or via social media. On some platform or another, I would literally sit there with a pen and paper and I would write down the things that I found were congruent, that had a level of coherence, that that trailed from one person to the next in terms of not just the people that were following, not how many likes they got, but people that were really resonating with the message that really spoke to people, spoke to their hearts. So I came up with this, this Rev principle, and I found that these were the three components, and there were other others, and they weren't always consistent, but these were the three most consistent components of what I really started to experience is higher level consciousness leadership. And these are the things that, um, that ultimately excite me. Um, these are the things that um, I found were um, important. And, and I would then take this principle and I would apply it. And I would make sure that what I was saying and how I was saying it and how I was presenting myself was in alignment with these three principles. Not from a place of manipulation, but from a place of, of compassion, of understanding, of what it is that ultimately would draw people in and also not just draw them in, also empower them. Also remind them that they have leadership qualities inside of them. Some people deny, say, oh, I'm not a leader, I'm not a leader, and I beg to differ. I think what they're basing that on has been certain societal norms of what we understood in the past to be leadership. 
that they couldn't identify with. So some of the things that they would think that they are maybe were too weak and not realizing that the stuff that they thought was uh, a weakness was actually a strength. So the Rev principle, the R, is relatability. The ability for someone to come across as just like you and me. Not because they're trying to create that brand or that identity, but because that is actually who they are. That when I would sit there in an audience or wherever I was and watch somebody, could I relate to them? Could they relate to me? Would they be somebody that if they got off stage, we could have a conversation with? Would they be somebody who got off stage that would want to have a conversation with me? Were they just delivering something based upon what they thought people needed, but they themselves were not connected to it? And what I found consistently from one person to the next, from the standpoint of what ultimately drew me in, was this notion of, I can relate to this person. I can really understand where they're coming from and the way they're talking and the words that they're using and the way that they're speaking to me and the way that they're making eye contact and the way their energy was coming off was they're like me. They're like me. So relatability, very, very, very important. And I found this whenever I um, was in certain situations where I would ask people, what did you like about the person? Oh, yeah, that person, I watched them. They were so funny. And I go, well, what did they say? And they couldn't remember. They go, ah, I don't know, but it was, just, it was just funny. Like, everybody was laughing. I was like, oh, well, laughter is a good thing. That's important. I think that's important. But did you get them? Like, did you relate to the person? Could you have a conversation with the person? If you can't tell me what the person was talking about or what, what the person was saying then I'm concerned that you weren't ultimately able to relate to them and they weren't ultimately able to relate to you, that they were actually manipulating you into having an experience of them that doesn't necessarily resonate because if it did, my God, you'd remember it. The E in Rev, empathy. Empathy. The ability to understand an experience of the people that you're talking to, ability to connect on a deeper level, not from a place of sympathy. I used to get those, those two concepts confused. I used to think they were somehow the same thing. But being empathic, the ability to be able to communicate with somebody in a way that only enhances the relatability factor because I get that you know what I'm experiencing. I get that you know what I'm thinking. I get that you've actually been in my shoes. And that you're not here to tell me how I should think about it or how I should feel about it, but that you understand it. That you're there to be able to be a witness to the experience because you've been there too. And though you don't pretend to understand exactly my experience because my experience is ultimately my own you touch upon it just enough to make me know that I know that you understand my situation that you understand my circumstances 
You don't see that all the time. You don't see that often with people. They may pretend that they have an understanding of your experience. Or they may sympathize with you, which is fine. And don't you want to know that somebody's walked in your shoes? Don't you want to know that somebody that you want to look at, listen to, join forces with, understands firsthand the circumstances that you're experiencing or have experienced, that they've been there and that they've overcome to become, that's powerful empathy. And the V, which is something that a lot of times people will often tell me that they're uncomfortable with, at least in the past, is vulnerability. The V in Rev is vulnerability. In the past, many people, and sometimes still today, people will look at a leadership leader or somebody in a position of leadership and want to see this undying strength that there is that there's no weakness there there's nothing that's penetrable like it is just what it is and it's a projection because they think that's what a leader is when in, in fact vulnerability is one of, to me is one of the most distinguishable and honorable and exciting qualities of a true leader for a leader to be able to stand in front of other people to be able to look out into an audience or look out into a country and to be able to say, you know what? I don't know. And we're going to find out together that here's my commitment to it, that I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to do everything in my power. And I'm scared too. This is unknown territory for me as well. And here's what you're going to get from me in the context of this experience, the reassurance, the idea that, it, that a leader doesn't always have to have the answer. A friend of mine talks about leadership in, in, from a standpoint of hiring everybody around him, that, he, that if he's in a room full of people, he better be the dumbest one in the room, that he wants to surround himself with the, the biggest and the brightest and the smartest people. And he knows how to execute and coordinate and support them and doesn't feel challenged by them, doesn't feel threatened by them, wants to empower them, sees the good in them, sees how they can extend this out into large numbers of people. The idea to be vulnerable, to not know all the time, doesn't stop you from your level of commitment, doesn't stop you from your desire and commitment to be intentional at all times doesn't stop you from having a courageous heart doesn't stop you from being decisive but it allows you to be able to share that vulnerability knowing that other people are having that same experience so the rev principle relatability empathy and vulnerability foundational absolutely 100% foundational from my perspective on what it means to lead today I appreciate you listening in take care everybody and we'll see you again next time
Thanks for listening in, and if you'd like to follow me or connect with me, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram at Life's a Mitchism.